y'all. It's Carmen. Thank you for joining me for the Let's Be Real podcast. Today you are tuning in to the first episode of a new series I'm calling Whatever. Y'all, I can't help but to say that word with a slight eye roll and a head shake and tap into my best valley girl voice. Whatever. I bet you did the same thing the minute I said the word whatever. No matter how the word is said, we are going to get real close and personal with it and a few more words during this series of talks. How many different ways are there to say one word? The word whatever. There are different real life situations in which this word can be used appropriately in response to someone else's comment or question. Let me give you a few examples. What do you want for lunch? I don't know, whatever. Your breath stinks. Maybe you should go brush your teeth. Whatever. Insert major eye roll here from perhaps your preteen or teen. You are so embarrassed. No, I'm not, whatever. Cue the blushing to totally betray your believable whatever. You get my point. In the next eight weeks, we are going to look at eight quote whatevers the Bible tells us we need to think about through our daily lives. Let's look at the scripture and then we will break down the word whatever and dive into the first descriptor. Our scripture is found in Philippians 4.8 and it says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. The word whatever here is where we will start our discussion. Words mean something, and they are placed in Scripture for a reason. And we need to look at this word in an effort to lay the foundation of the discussions over the next eight weeks. Excuse my nerdiness for a moment. The word whatever in English can be used as either a pronoun adjective, or as an adverb. The definition in the pronoun form is anything or everything that, what not, or no matter what. In the adjective form, it means any that, all that, no matter what, of any kind at all. In the adverb form, it means in any case or whatever the case may be. Now let's look at the word whatever in the original Greek language as Paul wrote it and intended it to be. The Greek word is hosos, and it is a pronoun meaning how much or how many, and specifically in this verse to mean all things whatsoever or all that. To bring home the point, let's combine the Greek meaning and the English meaning, all that and no matter what and paraphrase the verse. So in the place of the word whatever, we could insert the words, all that and no matter what. Let's do that now. It would read like this. Finally, brothers, all that is true, no matter what. All that is noble, no matter what. All that is right, no matter what. All that is pure, no matter what. All that is lovely, no matter what. All that is admirable, no matter what. 
If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things, no matter what. All that is true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, and praiseworthy are worth our thoughts, no matter what. Whatever comes our way, but it is our responsibility to turn our thoughts to the things that fit this criteria. As we go through these next several weeks, we will look at each word in depth. We will see how the Bible addresses these words, examples of thoughts that are characterized by these descriptors, and how Jesus was our example of this way of thinking. We will also look at how this mindset can be ours. We can own it. We can look at any situation with Philippians 4-8 eyes. Stick with me these next seven weeks. You won't regret it. The first descriptor is the word true. This word means unconcealed, true in fact, reality. Basically, it means something that cannot be hidden. The Greek word, and I'll try not to butcher it, is alathes. This word is found 26 times in the New Testament. According to Ellicott's commentary for English readers, this word describing the inherent likeness to God, who is truth. In other words, whatever is reverent due to God's majesty commanding worship. So God is truth, the absolute truth, the no gray area truth, the everything out in the open truth. What do we need to know about God being truth? What can we learn from the manifestation of his presence through his son Jesus about truth? What kinds of thoughts should make up our brains as it pertains to truth? Let's look at some specific scriptures. Now, there are quite a few, and I might go through them too quickly, but I will include them in the show notes. So what do we know about God being truth? Psalm 33, 4, Psalm 119, 160, and Revelation 22, 6 tells us that his word is true. Psalm 119, 142 tells us his law is true. Isaiah 45, 19 tells us that God speaks the truth. Jeremiah 10, 10 tells us that God is the true God. And John 7, 28 and 1 John 5, 20 tells us that God is true. So what can we learn from Jesus about truth? John 1, 9 and 1 John 2, 8 tells us that Jesus is the true light, giving light to every man. John 4, 23 tells us that Jesus is looking for true worshipers. And John 15, 1 tells us that Jesus is the true vine and the true connection to God. So what about us? What does scripture tell us about ourselves and what God is looking for in truth from us? Psalm 51, 6 tells us that God desires truth in the inner man or woman. John 8, 32 tells us that freedom is found in the truth. John 19, 35 tells us that those who have encountered Jesus give true testimonies. 2 Thessalonians 2.10 tells us that if the truth is not accepted, there will be perishing. And 1 John 5.20 tells us that we can know the true God. 
So the question is, how can we think about whatever is true all the time, no matter what? We think about God because He is truth. We think about His Word because it is truth. We listen to God because He only speaks truth. And then we think on truth because that's what He tells us. We look to Jesus as our example of true thinking. He is the true light and the true vine. We can pattern our lives after Him. We can train our thoughts to be honest with God in our very core. We can think of the true testimony we have in Jesus, and we can worship truthfully no matter who is watching. These are all well and good ideas, but what about when the enemy of our souls shoots arrows of lives right our way? How can our thoughts be true in those times? Let's start with looking at the opposite of true or truth. The opposite of true or truth is falsehood, lies, concealing, or something that is hidden. The father of lies is Satan. God cannot have anything to do with lies. Scripture tells us much about it. In Psalm 5, 6 and 10, 7, the scripture tells us that falsehoods and lies are wickedness. Psalm 34, 13 tells us that we must keep our tongues from lies. Proverbs 6, 17 and 19 says that God hates a lying tongue and a false witness who lies. Proverbs 19, 5 tells us that there are punishments for lying. Proverbs 26, 28 tells us that flattery goes hand in hand with lying. Isaiah 59, 2 and 3 says that lying is a sin that separates us from God. Romans 1, 25 says that false worship is a lie. Colossians 3, 5 through 9 says we must get rid of lies and falsehood. 1 John 2, 21 says that no lie can come from the truth. Psalm 119, 163 says one cannot love God's word and falsehood. Ephesians 4, 25 tells us that the body of Christ, those believers in Jesus, must put off falsehood. And 1 John 4, 6 says that truth versus falsehoods are spiritual forces at war. The armor of God the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the shoes of the gospel of peace, the helmet of salvation, the shield of faith, the sword of the spirit, and prayer are our defense mechanisms to guard our thoughts, minds, hearts, and souls against Satan. Don't give yourself over to lies, lies about God, lies about yourself, lies about the world, your family, or friends. Keep yourself away from any and all falsehoods. That will be how you turn your thoughts to the truth. This is what our thoughts must be. They must be internal wonderings or conclusions. They must be rooted in the truth, which we have already established is God, lived out in the life of Jesus, continued in the hearts of believers through the power of the Holy Spirit. Truth, nothing hidden, nothing concealed, fact, reality. Allow the God of truth and his voice to stir your mind in a way of truth, whatever, no matter what. Let's pray. Dear God, I thank you that you are truth. 
I thank you that you have not commanded us to live in a certain way without giving us the help that we need. God, I thank you for Jesus, uh, that he is our example, that he was living, breathing, and walking truth while he was here on earth. God, I thank you for the Holy Spirit who guides us in the way of truth. And then I also thank you for the armor that you give to us that will protect us from the attacks of the enemy. We know that he is the father of lies and that is all that he can talk about is lies and falsehoods. God, help us not to believe a word that he says, but we believe every word that you say because you are truth, you love us dearly, and you want us to live in a way that pleases you. God, may our thoughts be true all the time, no matter what. Help us in this area. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. That's one descriptor down, seven more to go. Next week, we will look at how our thoughts can be noble, whatever, no matter what. All right, y'all. Thank you for joining me today for the Let's Be Real podcast. I sure hope you have been encouraged by our talk. Join me next week for another new episode. Meet me right back here then. If you have been blessed by this podcast, please rate us, subscribe, and share with a friend. I would also love to hear from you. You can email me at berealcarmen at gmail.com. Let me know where you are listening from and how I can be praying for you. This is Carmen. Go be real. The world needs to see it.